0: Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's so good to have you here. Hey, if you did not listen to the show from last week with Nico Kaminsky, I highly recommend that after this show, head on over to wherever you listen to your podcasts and download and listen to that episode. You can also find it over at thetubeblog.com if you're not familiar with uh, that blog. That's where I host this show as well as share some general information about YouTube, such as maybe some of our favorite teachers, our educators related to YouTube, and and things like that, things that can help you in the process of growing your YouTube channel. Now, some of us are sitting back and thinking and rethinking about, well, restarting our YouTube channels. Maybe you have an old channel that has been sitting dormant for a while, And you're thinking about restarting it. Or maybe the direction you have been going doesn't seem to have the audience you thought it would. Maybe you're not connecting with people. Maybe it's time to make a change. So you're thinking of restarting. Or maybe, honestly, you're just thinking about starting a new channel from scratch. The thing is, I believe there are a lot of people who are looking at YouTube because of all of the changes that are happening around us. We want to feel like we have some control of our destiny. And believe me, based on other situations, such as the Great Recession, I know that there are people right now looking for new opportunities. And some of those people are staring at YouTube thinking, you know, there are people making a lot of money on YouTube Maybe I should do it too. And maybe you're thinking that because you've, again, had a channel that maybe you uploaded videos to and you, maybe there are a couple that actually got a number of views and you're thinking, wow, this is an opportunity for me. So I'm gonna restart this channel. Or again, maybe with everything that's happening, you have found a new opportunity, a new niche that seems to have opened up because now there are a lot more people interested in that topic because people's priorities have changed, people's environments have changed, people's economics have changed. So with all this change, one thing is for sure, there are new opportunities that were not there just a few weeks ago. I created the last video in my studio for a while because Michigan is now shut down, so I'm not going to my studio. So I'll be recording my videos from home. But this last video that I created there was about thinking of how you can create new ideas. And I think that video and the things that I discussed in that video certainly can relate here. So I'm gonna get into some of those topics that I talked on that video. And I'm not necessarily promoting that video. It's, it's for specifically entrepreneurs. If that's of interest, head on over to rosh.video and it'll take you right there. Otherwise, I'm gonna talk a lot about those ideas now on this podcast because really a lot of the same ideas apply here. And the first thing that I often recommend is for you to understand your core. If you're restarting a YouTube channel, it's important to look at what is working. And if you have some videos that maybe were working but were not part of what you are trying to accomplish on that channel, maybe it's time to reevaluate. Maybe those are some video topics that you should really expand on and build on because they are working and maybe that will be especially for those who are looking for income opportunities, the path of least resistance to develop a YouTube channel that provides some source of income. However, if you're just looking at a channel that you've been uploading and not really paying much attention to, just doing stuff on, well, then maybe you can sit back and think about what is your core. What are you really good at? What are you an expert at? For example, for, for myself, what, what are some of the things that I'm an expert at? Well, photography, videography. I I'm I'm pretty good at teaching. I've taught at the universities, I've taught on stage and seminars. I, I've I've done a lot of teaching through the years. I've also have an agency in which I do search engine optimization. I'm very good at SEO. I understand YouTube, there's another area, and pay-per-click advertising. I understand marketing in general, and actually I have a foundation for how I do my work, and I refer to it as the combination code. And the combination code is about the idea of combining things to separate yourself from the competition, and you can use that on YouTube also. Now, there have been a lot of different things that have kind of spun off of the original combination code idea. The combination code in its original form is simply this. Again, what we just talked about, you have your core and understanding what you're really good at and what can you combine with your core to separate yourself from the competition? And that could be technology, that could be philosophies or processes, it could be fashion, it could be design. And on YouTube, if you can combine different types of videos together it's often very powerful. A lot of the best video creators on YouTube combine, say, say, listicles with maybe storytelling. That's a nice, really good way to keep people involved on your channel, on your videos. So when you can combine different things in a way that other people are not, but still make it interesting, you have an opportunity you have separated yourself and maybe you're making a brand new niche that other people may soon follow the thing is you need to create something that is new yet familiar if what you create is so new so cutting edge that people one aren't searching for it nor care to understand what it's about then you may have trouble getting traction now maybe it'll be it'll be right down the road from now but Right now, people aren't ready for it. So you want to have something that is familiar, something that they can grasp onto so they're more willing to click, but there's also enough mystery to what you're trying to share that they want to get involved. People like finding something new. And if you can offer something new that they can feel that maybe they're a part of, Developing a community around a concept or idea can be huge because when people feel like they are a part of something, they really grasp onto it and want to know more and more. As you go through life, you may ask yourself, and I bet you have many times, why do people get involved in all these strange things, such as cults or extreme groups or whatever it may be? Whether it's one side of the aisle or or philosophy, left or right, up or down, you wonder why these people get involved in these extreme groups and these strange, sometimes outrageous and unbelievable belief systems. The simple answer is this. They want to be a part of something. Some cases, they want to feel like they have some sort of control Of their life or want to be controlled in some cases yet many really just want to be a part of something feel like they belong and if you as a YouTube creator can create a community where people feel like they can connect they feel like they belong you have a really good chance of success now That is not easy, and sometimes it takes some level of charisma. Now, I'm not talking about creating a cult, but sometimes we call things a cult. It may be a group of people who are really into classic cars, and they're really just rabid about classic cars or certain types of classic cars, and maybe somebody will refer to them as a cult. And maybe you have two various things that you've observed because The people are passionate about it and they feel like they're a part of something and they're connecting with people who believe in the same thing. And that is something that you need to think about when developing your YouTube channel and when you're redeveloping your YouTube channel. Because that is the kind of thing that spreads a lot more than just being someone who educates, someone who shares. And believe me, that, that is me, I am more the kind of the person who just kind of shares information. Now, within the world of the combination code, I do have little things that people who understand the combination code understand because I've used little words here and there such as the combination code itself. And those who follow me in that world know what the combination is, that there is a combination. And I'll actually tell you what it is. It's 7531. And my videos, many of my videos, actually have the answer of what each one of those things are and why they're important in the growth of an entrepreneurial endeavor. But you can have your things too, your words, your inside jokes. And when you have that, people feel like they're a part of it. They know. They know the punchline. It's about the community. We keep going back to that, that it really is about the community. And now we're thinking about restarting a channel. So we need to start thinking about how can we lay this out? There is a book out there that many YouTubers and definitely Tim Schmoyer has really put out there as an excellent source to develop the understanding of why people get involved with certain brands even, and that book is called Primal Branding, and you'll hear a lot of YouTubers especially, it's pretty big in the YouTube community, but it's a book that has helped many people through the years, especially within social media and those who are trying to grow a community. Another book you might wanna consider if you're trying to think of creating something new is maybe Purple Cow, by Seth Godin. I believe that's the first book. Oh, no, it's the second book. I I read The Dip first. But Purple Cow is an excellent book, and I would consider that if you are looking for something to help you think about what your next incarnation of your channel will be. There is one thing for sure, and that is the people who have lasted the longest on YouTube continuously reinvent themselves. They try new things. You know, the fact is that most series of anything, TV show, Netflix, radio, most of them have a lifespan and they continue moving forward if they also change with the times. And so there is nothing wrong with taking a good, hard look at your channel and thinking about what it is you can do next versus thinking, oh, well, this is what's always worked for me, so I have to keep doing it, although it may be on the downward slide, this is what has worked, and I'm too afraid of doing something new. Well, that doesn't mean you have to give up everything. You can still look at that core, there is still something working there, but how How can you refresh it? How can you renew it? How can you make something that you are doing well, great again? Again, that goes back to the combination code. Quite often, combining something with it that wasn't there before. Take a look at the competition. Not just the competition of today. For example, maybe you want to go into a specific area of YouTube that maybe you're not in right now. Yes, take a look at that competition. But uh, before you get into that, take a look at the competition from years ago. Maybe you've had a channel for two or three, four, maybe more years. And you may have known of other channels that were similar to yours. Take a look and see where they are now. Many of them don't exist anymore. But there may also be a few that are still around in some form and doing well. Why is that? What changes have they made? Now, yes, take a look at your competition today in the direction that you want to go. And what are they doing? What is it that makes them successful? If you've been around YouTube long enough, you'll have a good sense of it. Usually it's because when you start watching one video, you want to watch another one of their videos. Why is that? That is a huge key. No matter what, testing is an important part of changing, restarting, or even starting your channel. Testing in little ways to see how your audience reacts. Now, if you're just starting a channel, obviously you can go any direction you want. But if you have some sort of audience, and I, and I want to talk about this a little bit further in terms of what is the reality of your channel if you are restarting a channel that maybe have subscribers, but you can't really count on that. But before we get into that, I really want to talk about this idea of testing, test these little little directions. Try and get a sense of how your audience will accept the changes. Now, it is also true that you want to understand that maybe some of those changes are there to help you bring in a different audience altogether. And that may be the case. So if you want to bring in a new audience, you have to understand what could happen, which is rejection from your current audience. If you're going too far in a different direction and it doesn't satisfy your current audience, then maybe you're just going to have to be okay with that. And listen, you're going to get criticism, but be okay with that. Know what is coming. Prepare yourself if you change too much. But that may be what you need to do. Quite often, it's little changes along the way and you can guide everybody where you want it to go. But in some cases, we have to make big breaks because maybe your audience has just dwindled too far. It's so far from the peak that you're just gonna have to tell that audience, hey, I appreciate you for being around for so long, but if we're going to grow, this is the direction we need to grow grow together. And, And won't you join me? But again, if it's too different, you're going to get backlash. That's why I think that many times we need to really look at our channel as it is and what it really is, especially if we're restarting and going in a different direction, which I've done a few times. And I've mentioned this in a few podcasts that I have had to look at my channel and say, okay, I really have only 200 subscribers. Yes, it says 2000 on one of my channels. But it's really 200, 300 active subscribers. And these are people who care and care about the direction I'm going. And so I have to base everything I do on a channel that only has a few hundred subscribers. And look at the views that I get. If I get 30 views, then that means 10% of the people who are really subscribers to my channel are watching on average and if it's 60 then that's 20% and that those are really good numbers. Now I know there are channels that have a thousand subscribers and get many thousands of views or maybe have a hundred thousand subscribers and get two three hundred thousand views. Though those are rare. Generally, you wanna look at about 5% on average, and that certainly goes down over time. As we've talked about, channels change and not everybody is watching at the same level. There are huge channels that only get a 1% view per subscriber, and that's because the reality is they have a much smaller real subscriber base. So if you have 100,000 subscribers, maybe your real subscriber base is 10,000, and I often like to look at the metric of how many people have clicked on notifications as a real subscriber number. Now, you may have more than that, but that's a nice number to work with, especially when you're restarting. You can ignore the subscriber count because subscribers really don't mean anything for the most part. It is, It truly is a vanity metric because the people who've watched your videos recently are the people that are your real subscribers. And the bell notification is a nice indication. It's not perfect, but it's a nice indication of how many subscribers you really have. And from there, you can feel a little bit better about your subscriber to view ratio because now you're being more realistic, especially as you restart or re-engage with a YouTube channel. When you restart your YouTube channel, you should take a look at what are your current statistics, and make note of it. Where are you? What is your average click-through rate when you launch a video, for example? Let's say you launch your new video, your new style, your new everything, and you put it out there, and you see that it's only half the click-through rate of what your other videos were. That's okay, but now you have a foundation. You know that now, instead of a, 9% 9% click-through rate when you launch a video, which are your subscribers and your core people. It may now be a 4%. But that that's fine. Now you can say, my goal is to get it back up to 9%. I know it can get there, but it's going to take time. And maybe your next video, it's 3% because more people realize, oh, these are videos in a different direction we don't care about. And then maybe it goes down a little bit more, but then, but then over time it's going to gradually work its way back up. I had to do exactly that with a, a channel and it, w- it went down to about one percent before it started working its way back up. And now we're at five, six, seven percent again. It took time, but you have to deal with where you are now. I keep saying that, but that is the truth. You can't look at the subscriber count. You have to look at where you are, what is happening when you start making those changes and then try to improve Don't be upset that the new videos are not performing like the old ones are because you are providing something new on a channel that the people who are there normally or how the algorithm normally serves up videos to who are the people who most recently watched your videos. But the thing is, those people will fall off. The, the people who don't care anymore and the new people will be served your videos more and more over time and that click through rate will start to go up and then you can make better judgments as that happens. And once you start getting that four or five, six percent click through rate or higher again, you can start to decide, OK, these are some of the directions. See, these are some of the things I need to do based off of a normal situation that I'm used to on my YouTube channel. And of course, you'll do that, of course, with your your retention rate. Look at how people are watching your video. And again, when you make that change, people are just going to start dropping off crazy. But once again, you can start rebuilding that and start with those new metrics. But you need to write it all down and understand that the Average metrics in your studio beta are kind of skewed for a while, but it'll all come back and you'll be able to do it. I know there are a lot of people out there looking at YouTube, as I mentioned before. I know that you may be reevaluating many things in your life right now as so much has changed. What I do recommend is be open to the idea of trying new things as you see new niches appear. They will start to appear because, as I mentioned, people are changing, their lives are changing. So, what does an entrepreneur do? An entrepreneur looks for problems to solve. And maybe your problem that you're solving is a comedy element, something that maybe someone is not addressing. Maybe it's commentary, maybe it's education. There are many things that can happen. When the world is changing, there are new gaps that are opening up, gaps for your opportunity. So it just might be a right time to make a change for your YouTube channel, for your audience, because that opportunity has just laid itself. It's just obvious to you. An entrepreneur finds problems to solve. And as a YouTube creator, you can use those same lessons to kick off Your restarted, rebooted YouTube channel. I'll talk to you next week. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com. If you find the Tube Labs podcast valuable, don't forget to rate and review it. You may connect with Rosh on Twitter at Rosh Sillers.